Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to tarantes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Presented to you by the CSPN. Y'all niggas missed us, didn't you? We had the week off. Niggas went on vacation. We are back. We are here. It is I, me, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Black Panther, aka Don't Be Wild on Air Green Internet, aka I do not get paid to listen to my co-workers' personal problems. I am there to work and go the fuck home. And I am joined by my friends. Um, one of the closest people that I've met via the internet. The real reason that y'all tune in to this goddamn podcast. My friend, I will let her introduce herself and all her AKAs. It is I, the illustrious London and Mommy. AKA, please shut the fuck talking to me in the airport. We is not friends, family. AKA, don't tell me my daughter cute. AKA, don't try to touch her. AKA, don't baby cool at my baby. Formerly known as Intense Desire. Uh, I, we back. We went on vacation, uh, London turn one while we were away, uh, so she's a big girl now, and uh, we have a very, very, very special guest who I think will become a great addition to the Ratchet Ramblings family. It is the host of Mocha Minutes, which you can't find on uh, iTunes, podcasting, um, and I'll let her finish introducing herself and tell you where she, you can find her podcast. Hello, hello, this is Stephanie. I guess I have like several AKAs, AKA Sunny Twote That on Twitter, because I wrote what I wrote, I twote what I twote, and I said what I said, AKA Mbaku's Earmuffs, AKA Y'all Can March All Y'all Want, But Please Give the Black Kids Those Microphones, AKA that's y'all's man, a.k.a. Oh, please keep your ashy thoughts off my internet. I don't want to read it, a.k.a. There's too many Chinese people in Miami. Oh, there's a Chinese oh, kitty and a Chinese kitty. I, I, there's not a Chinese doggy and a Chinese dragon. All right. 
We are we are to a terrible start. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible people. <laughs> we are terrible people. That is actual and factual. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, just um briefly, uh, tell them a bit about um how you got about the podcast and how you got started, and then we're gonna get into this theater. Oh, we have to. So I was actually influenced to start a podcast by the pod father and the pod mother or godmother and godfather. That is Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips. They said it once on that podcast. You got all these thoughts. Y'all should just start a podcast. And I was like, you're right. I should. As if he was talking to me. That's how you get when you're in church and the pastor's driving down the street. You're like, ooh, pastor, you're talking right to me, ain't you? So I just started and I have been going since last September. And I've been having a good time because I meet good people like the folks that I'm talking to right now. We may be terrible, but we good people. Correct. Correct. That is, well, maybe Candace. I mean, I ain't shit, but, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, um, but that that's pretty much how it goes. Um, uh, Me and Bianca. <laughs> yes. Hey, London. She, she, London's like, yo, nobody gonna introduce me today? What's up? I'm sorry. We... London got to give her um AKAs. London, right. AKA Blue Ivy, AKA I run this. Hi. There you go. There we go. There you go. But yeah, uh, me and uh me and that's dope. Um that's the one thing I like about podcasting and uh, black podcasting in particular is because and like we all influenced by each other. Like me and Bianca were influenced to do it um start years ago and um via that sh- via Crown of College, people um loved when Candace would come on and me and her would talk Ratchet TV and shit, and that's that's what um greenlit this show. So, you know, black podcasting is dope and pretty much I only listen to black podcasts because I only um care about black shit. So you know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really care about what white folks got going on. I mean so it's you know. But uh, it's only so much whiteness I could take. But uh, I am proud of you. Um, I've listened and subscribed to your podcast. Um, maybe one I I enjoyed the episode that Candace Candace was on an episode of your podcast, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of you and keep going. And hopefully one day I'll be on there, or, or me and Candace will be on there, or me and Bianca, or you know. Uh, but what? Welcome to the Black Podcasting. Shout family. out to Bianca. I love you. Yes. 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 I know you don't watch a lot of Ratchet TV, but I love you, Bianca. I love you too. Bianca's giggle just warms my heart every time I hear it. I'm like, girl, if you don't stop giggling. In my mind, I call her Bianca with the curls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, the one thing y'all don't know is that whenever me and me and her record, like. Cause she can have a camera on, cause my country has built in the in like a goddamn uh, like a goddamn vampire in the dark and shit. But <laughs> when we be recording on Hangout, she be she have a camera on, and she always had them goddamn uh, hoop earrings that you get from like City Trends or shit. Like you, oh, you yeah. can... the ghetto door knocking. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. What? Be giving looks. Yes. Classic, she does. Classic hood rat is what we like to call them. Yes. Uh, yes. But shout out to Bianca. She get on my nerves, but I love her. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Ooh, with that said, before we, got- before we pay the bills real quick, some uh, I read. Um, so Lena Waithe, Vanity Fair has a new editor, and Lena Waithe got the first cover as the uh, with the new editor in chief at Vanity mm-hmm. Fair. And 
it time is up for keeping the LGBT community locked away in closets and absolutely and about uh she also had a picture in, in that spread with her fiance and I just need to say that black women we deserve peace before we reach our 30s and 40s and 50s we got to start getting our peace while we young so that we can enjoy life and don't have to look forward to the 30s because we think we gonna get peace we we deserve more we deserve better so shout out to Vanity absolutely and lena waits who is doing a lot of big things i watched her tv show on showtime the shy i watched the shy and it was really a good ass show and i can't wait for season two yeah i gotta so, get caught up on that yeah it's it's worth watching i will say that it is worth watching that is correct so well, shout out to her Shout out to her. Um, yeah. Let me pay these bills, these bills right quick. Uh, you are listening to ACSPN production. You can go to our website, cspn.us, and click that podcast tab and listen to uh, Ratchet Ramblings and all of our episodes thus far. Um, and you can also listen to all the other wonderful shows that we have on the network. Um, we really um, have grown, and we seem like almost damn near every day we add new shows to the network. So we got a little something for everybody. And if you enjoy all of our content on the CSPN, you can go to our that keep our podcast free tab on the right side of um, the home screen and shout out all of our many sponsors. It's no extra charge to you. All it does is whatever purchase that you make through our website with all of our promo codes, it gives um, our boss man the CEO classic a little bit of the brick to keep the lights on and bandwidth and all that other. Uh, podcasting network CEO shit that he does so he can keep all this shit free so you the listener won't have to pay to listen to my ass uh, sound like um, some chicken broth uh, some hog malls and some black eyed peas with some uh, sweet potato pie on the side so yeah yeah and I was just recently noticing um, from one of the shows one of my favorite shows on CSPN aside from Chronic Hollers and Ratchet Ramblings but Bad and Boozy and uh, yes, they have absolutely secured uh, some uh, affiliation with a wine, uh, an online wine vendor. And so, mm-hmm. check them out. You order, you order, you order some wine, and you know, we get a little piece of the brick to keep the lights on, and you get to sip and relax to our shows. So, yeah. Yeah, be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe and keep us free because I'll be damned if I would pay to listen to my country ass talk. I'll be damned. Because I know that Jeremy sounds like he drank Coke 45 out of a paper bag. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It be your own niggas. You know Jeremy be drinking Steel Reserve. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Woo, child. Um, it feels good to be back and I'm ready to jump into it. And so I think where we're going to go first, we're going to get the reunions out the way. It was two reunions uh, left that needed to finish up. That was Love and Hip Hop Miami, Married to Medicine. I know Love and Hip Hop New York reunion aired while we was on break, uh, but it was trash and not worth its weight in anything. So uh, you could watch it and you could discuss it with us on the show page. But we're not covering it this week, so. Yeah, don't uh, don't nobody don't nobody give a fuck about New York. I'm sorry. Nobody, not a single soul. Not even not even the cast of New York give a fuck about New York. Uh-uh. Mm. Um, let me say this. Shay got 
the shit checked out of her. Honey. It aroused me. <laughs> when Trina checked the complete fuck Ooh. out of Shay, and when Bobby Lights was like, oh, baby, you thought you had a friend. We done. I don't got nothing for you. You didn't put your hands on my cousin. Right. Mm. You're, boxing, you're boxing with your demons. <laughs> oh, listen. I, I huh? said to myself that Shay was going to regret that because if mm-hmm, if nothing else, Trina and Trick Daddy are Miami royalty. And that's just they what really the are. fuck it is. And that's just what the fuck it's going to always be. Trina around there getting mm-hmm. keys to the city in Miami for all the giving back that she does in the city of Miami. Why would you put your hands on her goddamn cousin? Yeah. I don't understand a, the logic. Over, I don't. Over a nigga that cheated on you. Ain't even claimed you as a girlfriend. What is right. going on? Then, listen, mm. how can I say this? Shay is the VH1 house cat. You just shoo it all up. <laughs> <Shoot, get that. laughs> she just jumped from VH1 show to VH1 show. She a raggedy house cat. Getting treated bad. As bad as them wigs. She had house cat that got the broken tail and then that one wonky ear. And you're like, oh, don't, yeah. I, I don't mess with that cat. That's, uh, her. that's the cat you think got rabies. All right. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's, hilarious. that's the cat that you think got grayscale. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she tried to apologize, it was like, well, I know you ain't going to accept this, but whatever. I'm sorry. No, bitch. You about to get what? in Miami. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I so here's my thing. I can understand Shay being annoyed that because I mean, in all honesty, I mean, it wasn't joy business to go back and tell like who the fuck Shay was hanging out with or whatever, right? I get that, but even still, if it like, like you said, like if like you said, Candace, it's over pleasure, P. I get it being annoying, but if it's over pleasure. Or dealing with pleasure, somebody that done done you wrong, no pun on one of his songs. I'm like, I mean, it's annoying, but okay. And like, I'm not finna fight Joy. If anybody, if anybody, I'm more annoyed at Pleasure P, in my opinion. I'm annoyed that she fighting over Pleasure P. You doing exactly. all this for, like, exactly. seriously, Pleasure P? Like, you couldn't even, we can't do this for Bobby Valentino. I mean, did y'all run out of dudes? I, I want to know. You know what? The fat one with the bad temper, baby blue. Let me tell you something. He the hero he don't deserve. <laughs> he was so damn funny. Baby Between him and Trick Daddy, cackling, that was me. It's like, baby you know what? Blue is the hero that we don't deserve. And, you know, <laughs> I just. He is he entertaining, Grinch. Like, when he, he was like, Shay, uh-uh, 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 Shay, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> he was like, nah, check that. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> See, we don't upset the baby. See, we don't upset Blue Ivy. <laughs> Blue London Ivy. That's 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 London full name on the show. Blue London Ivy. London Ivy. London Ivy. London Tuggy Ivy. London Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, baby Blue was like Shay, like sis, sis, beloved. This this now now this this ain't what you want. She gonna fuck. She gonna fuck around and come up. Come up missing, and they got that that wig gonna be in uh, that wig gonna be in South Beach, and she gonna be in fucking Tallahassee. That wig gonna was be was I the only uh, one? With a bitch, that wig gonna be with a bitch from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta wig at in Jamaica. Mm, tr- yeah, Ooh, trash. Lord. Was I the only one confused by her hair? Because I didn't know what kind of 
We all confused. That's the point. I'm we like, all confused. Was it a mohawk? Wait, is that a wig? Is it a wig? What the hell is on yeah, your I head? Like, it had two braids on the side. Then it had some shaved sides. And then yeah. it had a mohawk. It was really bad. And Shay, listen, you have been, you have sucked way too much dick across the VH1 spectrum <laughs> to <laughs> not have these niggas at least pimping your lace front. Hello? Or something. Now, Sheesh. now, now, because <laughs> I, I was the one that live tweeted the reunion. Now, I do have to say, <laughs> while it was sinister, it, <laughs> while it was hilarious, and it, while it was hilarious and completely understandable why Trina got big mad at Shay. Now, <clears throat> She did not have the same energy for Veronica Vega. For Veronica Vega, now hello. Now I'm listen. I get it, but at the same time, I was like, mm, mm. but the whole damn cast surprised me because they really let Veronica Vega say that she black while up there looking like if um fucking what's that big that big Amazon woman that used to date Flavor Flav? What's her damn name? Oh, Bridget, Bridget Nelson. Yeah, like if Bridget, like if Bridget, like if Bridget Nelson uh, shot that city trends, it would be Veronica Vega up there looking white as shit. <laughs> and the whole fucking cast <laughs> let her say that I'm black and I can say nigga, and they, nobody say shit. Nobody didn't say anything. I was Not very even, confused. Pissed me off. Not even Nina Parker, sassy mouth, oh fat face ass, had enough. <laughs> had enough. Gall to be like success. You ain't black. She was pulling receipts all reunion long. Got to Veronica Vega and got quiet. Help me understand. Like the whole. Does she own that? Is she the executive producer? And we don't know. Because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm black because my great grandmother is African. Your your who? First of all, wait a minute. Not at immediate. Racist when she said that because African don't mean black. There are white people from Africa. Correct. It's like um. So if one of my great great uh relative, my great great grandmother was white, so can I say I'm white? Is that is that what we're doing? Is that the new move? Because I didn't realize that's how we do things. Right. I when listen. Let me tell you something. Let me, listen. Let me tell you something. When Veronica asked, sat up there and said, uh, "We all niggas." I listen. I the the fact that. At the very least, I would expect that somebody like trick daddy ass to be like, now wait a minute, bitch. Like, what? I'm talking about ain't nobody say shit. And then, Lord bless her, I love Juju, but she disappointed me too. She went full arc talking about we 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 shouldn't say nigga, we should all say kings and queens. I was like, Juju, uh, girl, you went full Umar Johnson. Why? Why, Juju? After you got- just had read Young Trashy Wood for fucking filth like 20 minutes prior. <laughs> Girl, if you don't, you and those dollar store chandelier earrings, if you don't shut the entire hell up. Yo, Veronica really did up up to have like the earrings that you that, that they sell in the uh, cosmetic section at Dollar General. She really did. <laughs> she, it, she, she looked, she was dressed in like all red or pink or some shit. She looked like a piece of chewed up gum. Yeah. She, looked like, she looked like when she looked like when you, um, you chew the flavor out of stick of big red. The, all right, all right, okay. You didn't lie. 
She looked like she looked like you know she looked like when you unlock an alternative costume for a fighter in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, she did. She did. Like, okay. She 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 the look. She was dressed like one of. She looked like sub nigga. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> 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 <some> fucking stupid. <laughs> You are a terrible person, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> sub nigga. I did, I got half of my name that show title already, and we ain't that much into the goddamn podcast. Oh, but yeah. but yeah, I I just I just found and you know I hate to be that guy, but I just had found it interesting that Trina was big mad at Shay, which again understandable, but she was Okay with a white woman talking about we all niggas and I come from the struggle and I can say nigga and I'm and unapologetically about it at that. You know, I, I just find it funny that Trina didn't keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying. No, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. I don't have any disputes for that. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Um, um, so I don't know that I got to talk about it before we I went on vacation, but when we had the discussion about Amara being somewhat of an opportunist and using colorism to build her storyline a lot of people were on the fence until the reunion when it was discovered that Amara continued to hang out with young Hollywood off the cameras after she claimed he had disrespected her at such great lengths spent the night in his house bought him a bed and a bag and shit from Walmart hung out all of a sudden He's racist. He's trash. He's this. He's that. Let me tell you something. Young trashy wood. Young. Why is he still alive? Hood. I wait no. It's still very much trash. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that I don't think Amara is trash. I just think that I wish he hadn't uh, been that way about an issue that really does plague a lot of darker. Latino women and a lot of black women in general um, just to yeah. get exposed for still hanging out with the nigga right after the shit happened. Yeah, I was very confused by that. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. After all of that, you you still went to the studio with him? I, I'm sorry. No, Is he de- Jay Khaled? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what she was... Yeah, we y'all still went to the studio, and then he lives across the street from the studio. I'm like, what kind of storefront studio are you in? (laughs) Wait a minute, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, I see you didn't have any sheets. Wait, how do you know he doesn't have any sheets in his house? And I'm gonna bring him some sheets. Uh, the fuck I am. That's and I'm not even being funny. That's friendship type shit. That's we exactly. I'm like, let me tell you something. If you tell me. If I don't know you from a can of paint, I feel like you a piece of shit person. First things first, we're not going to keep hanging out. Two, I'm not spending the night at your house uh, and you don't even have another bed. You got a blow up bed. Uh, that you didn't even blow up. I'm like, how you, what uh, kind of invite is that to your house? Uh, Seriously. With no sheets, no covers for me. I'm not going to buy a stranger no bed in the bag for their air bed. You got me right. fucked up. All the way fucked up. Yeah, I, 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 I will drive like home. I will song. drive home. I do like her new song. Yeah, new I song do too. Yeah, I do like her new song. Um, and that's all I have for Amara. I don't want her to rest her laurels on people having an issue with her because she's darker 
Um, she's she's a little bit obnoxious, and it's we can go ahead and say it now. Beautiful girl, obnoxious. You know, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns, <laughs> beautiful gowns, kind of an airhead. Yeah, it, you know what it is. Liar. You know what it is. Amara reminds me of someone that, um, and I think I tweeted this even from my even from the show page and my real page. Amara, what stood out to me about it was, um, and I don't disagree with any of what y'all said. I completely agree. Um, Amara reminds me of someone that has been dealing with an issue, but no, don't know how to verbalize it. And then she like learn a whole bunch of words at one time, but then just throw shit to the wall and hope that it sticks. So, so Twitter. But there you go. There you go. We are back and we are in sync. There you go. Um, niggas, niggas learned the word appropriation and they ran off into the moonlight. That's a moral. They don't even know the definition. That is a moral. Because when Amara said the shit, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, girl. But when Juju say the same shit, you um you can understand, and I think you said it a while ago, Candace. That speaks to the age level, because it's like Amara is like a little kid just throwing a whole bunch of words to the wall and hoping that it sticks. While Juju, a grown ass woman, and she can articulate it way better and in a more seasoned tone, and you understand what the fuck she's saying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also think, well, one, I also think Amara's speaking voice is annoying. I mean, that's just <laughs> I, th- I think that also plays. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Watching her for a whole season. Of a show, she's kind of annoying. Yeah, and, yeah. And I kind of get it. And this is why, if Veronica Vega wasn't a racist piece of shit, she could have had a chance to be my favorite on the show because she really didn't play no games. But she racist, and so I don't have nothing for the bitch or the weave that she like talking about. Weave set up there with that yakky ponytail. Right. That's the other thing. Like it's it's one very of those if. if it, it, it's like we said. Well, it's like we said before we had the break. Amara, she when you when you stoop to the level of clownery, you become looking. You might not look as bad as the clown, but you got them show put on a mask, and that's what Amara did. Because if again discernment, you saw what kind of nigga young Hollywood was, and what kind of people that Steph and uh, and Veronica was, you move the fuck out the way and don't stoop to that level and continue to get your bag, which we already know you got the bag because, again, you got the song and then it came out before the show even had that you had a deal. Veronica ain't got shit. Steph ain't got shit. Young Hollywood ain't got shit. You got your bag, so why the fuck you fooling with this clownery? It makes you look bad. And then come to find out, you still hanging with the nigga. So it, it does put a, put a it does make you look funny in the light. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know. But like you said, Veronica is racist, and she also trash. She also ain't no real bitch. Because let me tell you something: the queen, all queen. Ju- listen, I love JoJo. I'm sorry, JoJo. Listen again. I can, I appreciate somebody that stands up in they mess and like yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and it's like and also it's like I also am a millionaire. JoJo little step and Veronica dead in their faces like look, bitch. Don't let it not be lost that I'm a millionaire and I can buy you bitches. JoJo, I don't dislike JoJo, but she looks like Eeyore. She does. She does. You, I ain't a little dis- bit. I ain't gonna disagree. She do. She do. She definitely looks like Eeyore in the face. She do, but I, I can appreciate her standing up for her mess as opposed to um, Veronica. Well, as opposed to Step, and to a lesser degree, Veronica, but especially Step trying to like play both sides and shit. And JoJo was like, nah, bitch, you, you, you weren't playing both sides. You definitely was being a messy bitch. It's, it's Spider-Man pulling that Spider-Man, but you 
you you trying to act like you were messy when you was because I was there with you. So it's like, what's up? Right. Yeah. I don't get those three. They're just weird to me. It's a lot of hair. It's like it's a lot of hair everywhere. And sometimes I get lost. I'm like the blue haired one. Like you need to shut up. Just just stop talking. Stop sitting on that fence that you love to sit on and look at the ping pong ball float flying across the fence. Like, where, where do I fit in? Girl, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Steph is Shutting the fuck up is free. Uh, it's so free. I told y'all Malik was full of shit. He broke up with that man on national TV. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I, uh, I, I thought Malik and Bobby was going to get into it, but I am let me just say before we go on, because Bobby didn't give us a lot of theater, but I'm glad he didn't for a change, because he okay. gave it to us all season long. Agreed. Bobby oh, conducted himself season. really, really well. And I was really proud of him at the reunion. And that's all we've been asking from him all season. Just that's turn down a little bit. Don't always be on 10. It's okay to be on 6. And there you go. That's all we've been asking about it all season. Sometimes be on it. Don't you don't have to be on ten all the time. Sometimes you could be on six and get to the money. That's all we've been asking about. Mm-hmm. I get it. You and Alvin don't like each other. Y'all will never like each other. Y'all y'all not friends. We get it. It's like uh-uh. Alvin. Alvin. Alvin did look a hot mess though. Yeah. yeah. Was- <laughs> it's like mm. like you want my position, baby. Nobody don't want to be the assistant. What we doing here? Yeah, I was like, what position exactly are you securing? Because you're an assistant, sweetheart. And no shade. It's a check and you get your paid. But yeah. you like you the CEO of the record company, Trina Under. Right. You act like you are manager or something. I'm like, did I miss it? And I mean, I'll listen. I mean, no shade, but it ain't like Trina pulling got the same pool she had like 20, uh, 15 years ago. So Well, he got 15000 on his wrist, like he said. So she must have some sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, fair, fair point, fair point, but mm, mm. like, you wish I was like you, you wish you were on my level. What level are you at, sir? I've like, looked at the org chart, your assistant. What level you know, is that? That's like somebody that's that's like somebody, um, at, at like fucking Target or some shit, like a part time cashier acting like they got damn, um. Uh, um, um, night shift manager and shit. It's like no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, also, Alvin looks weird in the face. Uh, I, I mean, I know that's petty he, and he low. Like a, he looked like a Teddy Graham. He do. <laughs> he do. He looked like an animal cracker in the face. He really do. He, he absolutely do. Yeah. So. Um, I uh, shout out to uh, Prince. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, mm. I'm a fan of his uh, non homophobia. Uh, Agreed. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. His stance hasn't changed on it. And even after Malik dragged him for some shit that he didn't do to Malik, he maintained a very high level of respect for Malik. And I like that shit. Which, so, which, which he, he better than me, cause. <laughs> okay. Because I'd have been like, fuck you, bitch. All right. I've been like, you. <laughs> you, you. I would have been like, Malik, you and your chiffon can go straight to hell. Correct. <gasps> so, but, you know, beautiful gown. Beautiful gown. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so speak, speaking of Prince, though, <sighs> Gabby, goddamn. Was it Gabby? Oh, was it Gabby? Gabby. No, not Gabby, the other one. The other one. Liz? 
Yeah, Liz. Oh, oh fuck Liz. Fuck her too. Dramatic. Ah, listen, let me say this. She had a whole meltdown because that nigga was kissed up with somebody while they was broke up. Girl, go sit the fuck down and get you get your goddamn life together. Acting like that man goddamn cheated on you and he didn't. Child, let me tell you something. People, specifically at times women, need to guard their word. You telling somebody you that you y'all y'all over because you you mad at mm-hmm. them. You a mm-hmm. married woman throwing around divorce when she can't get her way and having a temper tantrum. <coughs> Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is childish. And when somebody takes heed to those words, you can't get mad. You tell me, fuck you, don't come back, throw all my shit out, tell me it's over, and this, that, and the third, don't talk to me, don't call me, don't text me. I'm single, and I'm fenced to mingle. Mm-hmm. And you ain't gonna stop me. Yeah. I was very confused by that clip. I'm like, wait a minute, when did this happen? I'm like, they're like, we didn't show this on the show. When did this yeah. exactly happen? They were, yeah, because when Prince was like, yeah, we were broken up when it happened, but I hate that it still hurt her. And I was like, oh, child. Like, wait, why is she saying love present tense if y'all haven't been together? Oh, I'm sorry, y'all haven't had sex in three months. I'm like, like, like three whole months? And you still crying over this nigga? Like, wait, what now? You could have had like four dicks by now. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could have more if you sodding and bopping, but I'm just saying four is the minimum. No, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, get you some zip. We got with a T. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got we got a dick liver mit, uh liver limit. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fooling with you niggas. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was all I really uh And then okay, can I just talk about the part that Shay I'm like, Shay, do you want to comfort her? Oh, yes. Like, the fuck? Um, uh, yes, I need more screen time. Absolutely. Let me Shante ah! on over here. Girl, if you'll sit your ass up on that couch, she's a grown ass woman. Let her grown ass you want a grown ass walk off? Bring your grown ass back and sit here because you paid to be here. So sit your ass on that couch. The nigga with the uh one big dread. I'm glad he went to rehab. Shout out to you. <laughs> I was like, how many dress? Oh wait, that's one. You still look musty, but shout out to you and your recovery. And I hope you stay, yeah. I hope you stay clean. I hope that for you. And uh boxing with your demons. <laughs> Can I just shout out Kiara? Cause she looked amazing. She did. Wow. I'm like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> she did. She looked very good. She looked very good. Uh, she, she looked delectable. Mm-hmm. That, that's why Tip Drill tr- gonna try to drill somewhere. Like, uh, mm-hmm. tip, drill, tip, tip Drill did some lifting and shit. I still don't know how the fuck she put that off. Um, hello? I'm like, wait. I was looking, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a fight? Wait, what just happened? Right, she went. <laughs> so, I swear, it literally looked like a porn clip. That's what I thought it was about to be. Because I'm like, am I watching the same show? Is this Pornhub and I missed it? <laughs> did I change the channel? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know how to fuck Tip Drill pulled that out, but you know, hey. Word. So, uh, I think that's all I have for Miami. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't think of nothing evil. So, uh, <laughs> Eric to medicine. I'm over here doing the bankhead bounce. That shit was so fire. Mm. So let me say this. Atlanta. So, so let me say this. I think that Married to Medicine is one of, if not the best reality TV show, um, out right now. Um, 
I've been saying that. Uh, special on Bravo. Yeah, special special on Bravo. Bravo need to stop playing and move it back to after the real Mm-hmm. They it need actually, to put it back. Because I'm like, Friday, what y'all doing? It actually deserves Housewives spot at the moment. Uh, if we be in 100% because Rome could have been on Friday. Because Housewives is giving us shit in the circuit right now. So, uh, but uh, anyway. we'll we'll get to that. But listen, let me tell you something. I thoroughly enjoyed Married to Medicine as a season, and I enjoyed the reunion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's. Where, where do y'all want to begin? I want to. I want to get the elephant in the room out the way. I wanted to discuss Eugene and his infidelity. Uh, Greg. Oh, let's please talk about that little dried up milk dud. Please let's talk about it. <laughs> Stephanie, you are doing point out that Dr. Eugene been mad sassy <laughs> since he lost that 40 pounds. And that's how you stunt when you a bad bitch and you glow up. <laughs> um so quad. So in part two of the reunion. Quiet, just as you know, it's some shit that's been going on that y'all don't really know about. And mm-hmm. I'm tired of y'all acting like y'all know everything going on in my marriage. Yeah, and- before we, before, push power, don't lose that train of thought, friend. Before I, before, before you go on, speaking of that, can I just say, um, Mariah, girl, you can go to hell. Okay, continue. <laughs> continue. Um, nerves but let me say this she had a point about heavenly getting a lot of passes heavenly is has been one of the most problematic people on that show continuously and everybody chalk it up to well heavenly just she she trying to get on her spiritual journey bitch you are Mm -hmm. years old how long this journey is taking you to learn how to be a decent human being to people and and leave folks the fuck alone she on a four 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 plan. I don't know why we playing with that. Like, oh, I finally realized. I'm like, what? It, oh, that's heavenly. What is this? A sitcom? I'm like, no, it's not okay. Well, that's heavenly. No, it's not, bitch. You are fucking. It's like, no. You are obnoxious. You're mean. Like, ugh. and we and they just won't call her mean. Yeah, they I'm like, refuse to call. What are we doing? I agree, and I do not. I do not disagree with anything y'all just said. My only thing is, if they're gonna keep that same energy with heavily, which they should, then they also need to keep that same energy with with Mariah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they do. Okay, and to a and to a lesser extent, Toya. Ooh, to- yeah. She loved to get stirred up in the mess. She do. But then go what? I mean, I love y'all. Um, bitch, you can keep your love. Sometimes yeah. it's like you just open your mouth and talk. I'm like, bitch, shut up. I get it. Your husband lost 40 pounds and he now giving you dick. Great. Clap, clap for you. Stay the fuck out my marriage. Yeah. She, uh, Toya has a hard time minding her business. Correct. But continue. continue, I, continue. I hope she watched them taxes this time like she watched everybody else's marriage. Mm, he just got, <laughs> he just got, he just got very, very uh, dark in here. All right. Mm. It got dark and chilly. The shade. Uh, Greg, so Dr. Greg pretty much cheated on Quiet, and I did some digging this morning about this mystery woman, mm-hmm. this situation. Mm-hmm. And mm. What's the teacher? Dr. Greg is a liar. Mm. That says 
that she and Greg had met prior to that hotel incident. They had been keeping in touch. This woman knew all the ins and outs of their marriage. He was whining her and dining her. And the hotel situation was basically uh, the next step in what they had been doing. Mm. Mm. But you could tell by the way he was explaining that shit. I'm like, let me get it straight. I met this girl. We went to the hotel. I decided to leave. She kept the receipt that was slid under the door. Nigga, you lying. Nigga, you, you lying. Why, why you lying? Why you always lying? Because she can't give you a receipt and just say, um, yeah, see, this is proof. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, no, she, no, she had other receipts. That's why she came to Quads, and I have plenty of receipts. She wasn't talking about a physical receipt. You nignog. What the hell is wrong with you? You think women are that stupid? He does. He thinks it's not that he thinks women are that stupid. He thinks he's that smart, and that is annoying mm-hmm. to me because there's nothing more annoying than somebody who's not nearly as smart as they claim they are trying to pull one over on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that's uh, also part of Quarles' frustration. It's like, nigga, you really, you really think that listen to me that I'm th- this dumb and can't figure out what the fuck you doing, or what the fuck right. you doing? Yeah, yeah. I also um, did like um, had to dump her body in a ditch, and when she explained how she found out, and it was because he wanted her to help him figure his way out the situation, I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. how was he stab him? <laughs> Stab him and then uh, bury him. Yeah. Bury him in that little car. Bury the whole car in the backyard. Bury him in the ocean with his ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. We got to end this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We apologize because Candace don't know how to act like she got some sense. We'll see y'all. <laughs> I am thoroughly tired of you on this day at this hour. <laughs> but, but I listen, listen, I that whole segment basically, Greg and some of the other cast members, I can't remember uh until until Quad dropped that bombshell. I think was it speaking of was it Toya and and, and Mariah basically was mm-hmm. Quad. It's all you gotta listen to him. You gotta up. give him some space. Fucking Mar- Mariah talking about from the outside looking in. It's all about quad, and I was like, listen. As soon as that, as soon as that little bomb got dropped, they was quiet in the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say anything else. They're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Uh oh, it's kind of like all them little light bulbs, all the little neurons were firing in their heads. Like that's why she's acting this way. Exactly. Which, which, if y'all would have minded y'all goddamn business, or at least listen to Quad, you would see mm-hmm. where she was coming from. But now it's just it's that I don't know what it is. It just seems like they just cannot wait to team up on Quad, and I don't fucking get it. Yeah, it's it's rather fucking annoying to me. Exactly, yeah. and, that, and then you know what it also it, it comes across as, and I think we talked about this before. It comes it it shows like the age difference between. The other mm-hmm. woman on the crew, and it seems like to me, it seems like that thing where like some older women kind of look down and judge younger women and put it under the guise of oh, I'm helping you, or I'm giving you advice, and this, that, and the third. And that's how it kind of comes off to me with how the group treats Quora. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think I would give that pass to like Jackie and Simone. But Toya is not that much older than Quad, so I don't know why she acts like she's so much more wise than her. Even with like, well, you got a like five year difference between you and Quad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, even with Dr. Jackie, from from what I have seen, even when Doctor Jackie like talked to Quad and stuff, Doctor Jackie never talks to Quad in like a "I'm judging you" or "I'm beneath you" type. Absolutely of not. Absolutely. Which not. which is kind of how Doctor Jackie is in general. But everybody else is like attack Quad, attack Quad, attack Quad. Meanwhile, you got this meatball face motherfucker up here talking to her, ain't no kind of crazy, gaslighting her, and out here cheating. The fuck? And you exactly, and doing it on and doing. On the reunion, I'm like, I'm sorry, but what you mean, but? Right, ain't no but. Like, no, you sorry. Period. When Doctor Jackie, you know told, you sorry, motherfucker. Okay. When, when Jackie told him, no, nah, ain't no but. That ain't that. That can't be when a. That motherfucker said, but I was like, is he talking about two ass cheeks? <laughs> is he talking about a cigarette? Because I know he ain't talking oh about no exception. No. It was like you can't, and then it can't be. It's like you're you're still blaming her in this. She got to help you out of this. She drove me to this. Well, we were unhappy before. Did you think this situation was going to help? You right. like, like, like meets what you met some random kid, some random bitches at the bar, and you just decided to go to a hotel room, nigga. She was born thirty six years ago, not thirty six minutes ago. What are you doing? Right again, it's that thing Candace said. Like he thinks he's smart, and and I said this before we went on a break, Greg. Will never not see Quad as nothing more than a woman he took out the strip club. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why you keep treating her like that? I'm like, you're her husband. See, people that are viewers of this show, they can treat her ass like that. Not that they should, but they can. You are her husband. You're supposed to be her support, and you still treat her like I built you up. I built this, and you won't give me no baby. I'm sorry, I wouldn't give your ass a baby either. Listen, right. you, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even give you no pussy if we keeping it a buck. Like you wouldn't be sniffing me. How about that? When when Quad ran down the receipts and they showed mm-hmm. the side by side, Bravo uh, showed the side by side of the clips of all the mm-hmm. things that she has done for Greg, and then saying, "I just want a little." And then and and we'll get to this when we get to Simone. Quad even said, "I am not saying that I am perfect, and I'm not saying that think problems in our marriage are solely on him." But I want somebody to meet with all problems, take accountability, and meet me halfway. That nigga couldn't even do that. Mm-mm. He can't because he's not owning up to his part. He's just like, I mean, I've tried. I've tried different approaches. I'm like, no, actually, you haven't. You've right. been doing the same approach and thinking you're going to get different. So you're going to get a different reaction no no you're gonna get the same reaction i'm literally telling you i need you to give me something different i pay the bills and and am i a bill is that how you're treating me it's like you're not listening it's like she won't give me something specific i'm like she don't need to give you a fucking list she don't need to give you a list what are we doing it's like you don't know her it's like you're not even trying but you all all the only thing simple for you is like you give me a baby and i'm happy i'm like why when bring a baby into this? Life. It's like, okay, Thank she gave you a baby, but then y'all still had the same problems in y'all marriage. So, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so then, then she got to clean up after the dogs and the baby and you and help run your office and run her businesses and write a cookbook and cook and clean. She got to do all that shit for you. And all you got to do is show up in your little Mini Cooper or whatever the hell that little box is that you drive. Oh, yeah, that Mini Cooper that he be trying to speed off in. <laughs> <laughs> 
added those sound effects. There's no way in hell he peeled off in that car. Yo, that shit was funny. There's no way. That thing don't peel off that way, y'all. Y'all edited this. Yep. So yeah, fuck Greg. I I read that they are separated currently. So good. And good. I hope so. Um, it's not going to get better. He's only going to get older and grumpier. And Quad is still uh-huh. uh young enough to um, you know, Quad is what thirty five. Yes. Yeah, she's thirty five, thirty six. It's like you're young enough to go get you. A Another young, guy, young dick that ain't gonna cheat and enjoy. Yourself. Go find Will. He's available. Go find Will. All right, all right. Yeah. I mean, he ain't gonna do nothing but you know spit some like nice words. Just hope that nobody else don't know him. <laughs> but yeah, so fuck Greg. I that that's really all I got. Fuck Greg and uh keep uh, keep keeping keeping Quad lifted in prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. Correct. Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to torontes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. So, Simone and Cecil. Simone Ugh. is full of shit, and that's where I stand with it. I, I have been keeping up with this all season and even last season. And what I want to say is this. I adore Dr. Jackie and Simone in terms of their success as Black women in Atlanta, what they do in the community for women, especially women of color, when it comes to our health, I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think they're beautiful, smart, funny, driven. I think they're all of that. However, marriage is a choice. And when you choose to get married, you are choosing to put your marriage and your family above all else. You don't keep getting passes because you're a doctor and you work full time and you're recording the show. When Simone said that, it really, really rubbed me the wrong way because she said it as if. Cecil does nothing. Cecil too works full time. Cecil mm-hmm. too films for the show. Mm-hmm. Cecil has been trying to get his app and his new business off the ground. Cecil deals mostly with the kids and the home, the home aspects of the marriage and the family life. You don't get to rest on being a busy doctor and using that as an excuse as to why you are not showing up in your marriage. I come home sometimes and I don't have it to give. That is not how marriage works. I'm not even being funny. You can clock out of work. When you leave work, work over till you go back to work. You don't stop being married because you're tired from everything else. You don't get to do that to your spouse. You don't get to do that to your kids. You don't get to decide that you don't want to be bothered with your husband and your kids that day, so fuck them. 
And that has been Simone's attitude a lot of the season. We saw Simone with her kids very little when it was just her and them all season. When we saw Simone with the kids, it was Simone, Cecil, and the kids. A lot of times we saw Cecil, it was Cecil and the kids. We see a lot of Simone and the kids. We ain't see a lot of Simone coming home to cook dinner for the kids and see what was going on with school and get them prepared and this, that, and the third. That was a lot of what Cecil was doing. So for her to act as if his role in their lives is so minute and menial, I was really disappointed in Simone. And I thought it was a cop-out. And when Cecil said, Simone, I feel neglected. You put everything before this marriage. Everything. She was like, Cecil is full of shit. I don't want to hear that. How dare you? Um, I was we, I, we was talking. Uh, me and Candace was talking about this uh, pregame before we was on um, waiting. Well, uh, you know, waiting for Stephanie to take care of her business. I I'm a person where if I'm, I'm big on accountability. If person A is saying, "Well, all the problems that me and person B have is on person B," and person B is like, "We have problems. I play a part in that, and I do acknowledge it." However, person A is also at fault and we need to come together and work it out and find a middle ground. I'm going to more likely believe person B. And that's how I feel about Simone and Cecil. We have seen all season Simone putting everything on Cecil and that he is just all of it's his fault. And we have seen Cecil take accountability because, I mean, come on, my nigga, it's I I do understand that, you know, people have different love languages and show, you know, different levels of affection uh, mm-hmm. or different means of affection. But I mean that oh. I'm not even trying to be funny. Your, your spouse should never have to go months at a time without hearing the words. I love you. Yeah. 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 That's why I was going. Yeah. yeah like, he, yeah. Cecil had me fucked up, but he he knows that he's wrong and that he needed to get that shit together. And I knew Simone was full of shit when Cecil was like, uh, Dr. Ken gave us an assignment. He gave you an assignment, Simone. He said, plan a date night for us so that we can spend some quality time together. It never happened. How are you pushing counseling, therapy, counseling, therapy, commitment, commitment, get in this work, fight, fight, fight. And you're not even doing the work. Right. And I saw people online saying that Cecil is whining and Listen, I it's I don't like to do the whole like well if it was a man X Y Z if it was a woman X Y Z I don't like to do that. But, but I feel like in this situation it, it really does apply. It re- in this situation it really does apply because you can't use the excuse of well Doctor Cecil is a so you know I mean uh, Simone is a doctor and Cecil should know what he's getting into. Okay, that would be cool if we applied that across the board, which we know we don't because if the role is reversed. No. The role is reversed. We've seen plenty of times, or you know, in different situations where, like, a man is a doctor or some shit, like he's neglectful to his wife or whatever, and the wife is asking them, like, asking him. We for, saw like, it this season. With- yeah, we saw exactly. It- you saw it this season with Quad and Greg. Yeah, Notice and before Greg. everybody like- heard the bomb, so they were like, like, "Quad, you have to do more. Quad, right. you have to do more." So it's I like, feel- wait so- a minute. Not to cut y'all seven. I'm sorry. So I feel like. I feel like people are kind of playing into that that double standard, and like, like I said, I don't like to do that because I feel like, especially as adults, we should be able to have nuance and talk about things without having to do the whole well. If it was a woman, if it was a man, type thing. But it really does apply in this situation because there's no way you could tell me that if the roles were reversed, we would be 
people would be on Cecil's side. We'd be like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, you can't come, you can't do show show your wife any kind of affection. Like, I know you're a doctor, but my nigga, that don't mean you have to be like a robot or, or no shit like that. If that was Cecil, we would be dragging him. And so I'm sorry, but Simone, Simone, I saw women saying things like, those niggas need to get a hobby. They And I was like, are y'all that cold and callous that you don't think men want time with their women to love on them, to, to make memories with them? And I was like, how do you tell a man to get a hobby as if he has not been married to this woman for 21 years? Yeah. And that's, like, that's the other part. not whining after a year of marriage. We're talking mm-hmm. about decades of marriage now. So if right. he says after 21 years, at, right in this moment recently, you have really slacked off on putting our marriage and our family first, how do you tell somebody, oh, you whine and get a hobby, join the garden <clears throat> Some feel, people really need to shut the fuck up and guard their words better than they do. I feel like that's one of those things where, like, you know, especially like on social media, like people people all uh, gotta stay on brand. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, um, you know, like men are trash and this, that, and third. Which I mean, men are trash. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, in general, I'm not dismissing that. But it's like, come on, my G, like you can't. For once, you can't come off brand and be like, okay, I understand where this man is coming from. Like, he is acknowledging, like, he does have faults, but he is also saying that, hey, I would like for my wife to not, like, neglect me and stuff and not treat me as, like, I'm a burden in our relationship. Like, you can't come off brand just just for a second to be like, I understand where this man is coming from. Because I don't think what Cecil was asking was, like, that strenuous uh, and, and vice versa, by the way. Like, I don't think what Simone was asking was that strenuous, but it's a thing where it's like, he has points. She has points. They should have been able to both stop being so damn stubborn and come together and reach a middle ground as opposed to, like Cecil said, I think I'm right and she wrong and I think I'm right and he wrong and now, now y'all here. Like, this is yeah. it's not a, a one one is right and one is the other. Like, she has a point. He has a point. They should have been able to come together. That's what the fuck y'all going to counseling and shit for. And for Simone to just it. Yes, let me. And for Simone to just put it all on Cecil, and for people to be like, "Well, Cecil is whining and this, that, and the third. We don't say that shit about Quad. And Greg is worse than, in my opinion, Greg is worse than how Simone treats um Simone treats Cecil. So it's like, what the fuck? I just, I think that's, right. I just think people just, some people just can't come off brand, and they can't humanize and empathize with you know certain people of certain identities. And I get it. You know, I trust me, I get it because I have very to little sympathy for white people most of the time. But <laughs> but yeah. at some point, but at some point, you gotta come off brand and be like, okay, this I, I get it in this situation. That's kind of like how I kind of feel about Cecil and Simone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I was sitting here watching how everyone reacted to them saying, Hey, you guys are we're getting a divorce and it's about to be final in a week. And then we're and watch how everybody was coming together to say guys don't do this guys don't do this but they surely weren't doing that for Claude and Greg they're like it, it's bad and they're just like yeah it's bad cricket cricket y'all should get divorced I mean y'all might as well just said get out the marriage but to watch Simone just kind of it was like she was dismissing his feelings and people are like yeah dismiss his feelings I'm like but his feelings are valid you can't be in a ma- marriage with someone and not look at their feelings as valid because that means they have carte blanche to not validate your feelings. It can't be Cecil don't give me this, Cecil don't give me this when Cecil's like, 
Simone, you don't give me this. And you're like, that's bullshit. Like, uh, ma'am, you live in a whole nother house away from your family. A whole ass house. Uh, you had a self house. Like, what what the hell? And your family is not even there. I'm like, oh, you want to you want to come see the children? You want to come see the children? I wish the hell I would live in a whole other house without my children and be okay with that because I'm tired. Bitch, if you don't get in your fucking car, that's probably not a Mini Cooper and go see your damn children. Sell the damn house. Sell the house. What? Why are you doing this? And and I feel like she just wanted to like jolt him and get his attention. Like, I'm just going to leave. I'm like, you don't want to divorce and neither does he, but y'all are so stubborn that y'all not going to go Let's work on this. And y'all got 21 years in. Most marriages don't make 21 years. So why y'all not fighting for each other? And this thing where people are like, oh, he whining. I'm like, he wasn't whining. His his feelings are valid. Because I would feel like that. Because y'all acting like Cecil is a house husband. And he don't yeah. have no job. That's the other thing. Now, they acting like he, they acting like he Jody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See. I mean, when you point, when you find a lie, I retract. <laughs> I mean, I haven't found one, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I think it's that thing where people just couldn't come off brand and empathize with Cecil because you know men are trash or whatever. And, and again, I get it, but I mean, mm-hmm. come the fuck on. It's not like the, the the nigga wasn't asking for much. And again, in 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 turn, Simone wasn't asking for much either. And they should have made a resolution way before this point before fucking divorce but you know unfortunately they just mm-hmm. they they both of them couldn't get out their own egos and come to a to an agreement and it's sad and you could tell like it, it shook everybody like everybody was crying even Mariah who is the devil was crying and you know I just, <laughs> listen I'm sorry but I'm never speaking of brand I'm never gonna get off my head for Mariah like I can I can have nuance and, and understand like she had a point about heavenly but also it's Spider-Man point that Spider-Man but Mariah can go to hell I'm sorry <laughs> Go and take and take her poster with her because I'm like right. she also she also lied on heavily talking about heavily came in the room and touched her things girl the fuck we got cameras she did she not. Did not. the she, door was closed she drew on the door I was like what are we doing I'm like other, cameras don't lie that's the other thing like that's the other thing like if you don't if you gonna call heavily wrong call her wrong but you ain't got to add on shit because that girl that girl didn't, that woman didn't come in your goddamn dressing room touching your shit exactly. Yeah, Mariah, girl, go to here. Shut. It's like shut up, girl. Right. I hate a motherfucker that's put that put on, man. Like let the wrong be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. I was glad to see Cecil and Simone get some sort of resolution going. Good yeah. for them. But I cannot wait for next season. Mm. Because I want to see if they will have worked out some of the kinks. I want to yeah. see what's going on with Quad. Specifically, I'm wondering if she and Mariah will try to work on their friendship. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Without the interference of all the other women, just them two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I will. I will say this is. I knowing Mariah and how she don't like to take no goddamn accountability, it might not go over well, but it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, is there anything else in the review? Oh, I <laughs> motherfucking oh, uh, when they, when in part two when they had when they had the, the just the just the husband, that goddamn Curtis was. <laughs> hey, it was time that Curtis went went uh, went half DJ Envy. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> 
sensitive as hell about goddamn oh my goddamn Eugene cracking that joke. See the upset London. He was sensitive as hell. Mm-hmm. He went damn. He damn near went for a DJ Envy. He was. He was like, it was, it's, it's a personal attack. And I'm like, well, Curtis, you did a whole ass sheet on your wife and 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 publicly embarrassed her. She so I'm like, I. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, you. He deserved them words. Oh, crying ass nigga. You weren't doing all <laughs> stuff. You weren't talking about personal attacks when you was cheating on your wife. Right. That was a personal attack. Right. Child, fuck it Curtis. really was. I don't have no energy for Curtis because I feel like he's gotten way more forgiveness from his wife than he truly deserves. He got a whole ass pass, and I think it's because they like him. I feel like if they didn't like Curtis, he would have gotten a lot worse. And Eugene honestly should have stood up and stood up in it and said, "No, I was joking about it, but that's really how I felt. Don't go, ah, ha, ha, I was just joking. No, nigga, that's how I feel. You dead ass wrong, and it pissed me off. And that's what you should have said instead of hiding it in a joke. We need to stop doing this thing where if he's your friend, you can't come to your friend and say you fucked up royally." And I'm mad at you. Don't hide it in no joke. Nigga, this how I feel. Yeah. And that should have been the end of it. Pretty much. Yeah. That Curtis, Curtis was, he was, he was, you could tell he was big man. He was like, um, he was like, I, I understand how you feel, but it shouldn't come as a personal attack if we're friends. And it's like, well, nigga, you also shouldn't have cheated on your wife. So I'm like, I, I, I I'm lost. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yeah. It's okay to say that. You you know, you're my friend and you disappointed me and I have every right to feel disappointed in you. Don't mm-hmm. hide it in no joke. Say, I said what I said. Listen, stand, listen, stand up in your mess. Mm-hmm. Stand up in your mess. Um, and it's not like, like you don't deserve that shade. I'm like, uh, no, no, you deserve all of this, sir. Everybody loves Jackie. What we doing? Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and oddly, they love your ass, which is why they're disappointed that you did the shit that you did. Mm-hmm. Because it really came out of left field. I'm like, I honestly, when that whole thing came out at the beginning of the season, I really would have thought it would have been Greg more than anybody else. Yo! To have that sort of scandal. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Now, because anybody, it was Curtis, it was like, what? Now, I feel like if it's anybody that people would have been like, they they whining. I feel like it would be more towards uh, Curtis than Cecil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nice to me, guys. I said it was like I said I was sorry. I'm I'm making up for it. Y'all can leave me alone now. Nah, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, you gotta catch these. You jokes. gonna get you gonna get this. Actually, yeah. catch these L's and these jokes. Every single one of them. Yeah, I I ain't saying I'm a you know I ain't saying I'm gonna get the cross because you you going through that enough as is. But you also gonna catch these jokes. <laughs> So, Pretty much. Uh, so, because I know we are on time. So, is um, is there anything else from Marriage Mess we need to cover before we get into the other shows? Nah, nah. Okay. So, what the order can't? So, Real Housewives of Atlanta next, right? Yeah, I think because the only thing I want to talk about is how I beat Kim ass. Kim has been a thinly veiled racist on that show for years. Way back to calling Honey. her assistant a, her slave. Her and they pulled the receipt in there, too. Um, she's a racist. Um, when we talk about roaches, typically when you talk about roaches, it's typically used, and I agree with what Candy said, 
when you put roaches on somebody, that's typically what people are, that's typically a black thing. You don't hear white people talk about your roach infested trailer home and shit like that. That's a yeah, that's that's a trope mostly aimed at African American people. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and so for Kim to act like she don't know that, I think I well, first of all, let me say this: I have a half a mind to name this episode "Who the Fuck You Cussing At." <laughs> you have to, you have to. When she finally get mad, it's it's a she on a thousand. Yes, when Candy get mad, she turned Super Saiyan. She was like, "Who the fuck you cussing at?" And I felt that you now nah, yo like you, you acting up in church and your mama uh, was like, "Who the who?" Or well, not even in church, but like in like uh like you uh going to the store or whatever, and you you acting the ass. Your mama like, "Who the fuck you think you are?" That's how I felt when Candy said that she she mm-hmm. meant that shit. She, she meant every word, and she should have because Kim said that, and she tried it. Now this is the same Kim who took Candy to task for being late, and then this bitch show up late, mm. and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, I was in late. So your phone's broken. It's always in your fucking hand. So you literally could have said, hey, I'm on my way. I'm going to be late. So don't. Uh, Candy get... also had a valid point where she was like, Kim, like everything you do revolve around Croy being your uh, chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Even even with Candy, she said when she was getting out the car, this shouldn't take long. Exactly. That man is sitting in the parking lot playing Candy Crush waiting on your ass. Why? He ain't got... I, I get it. He don't play in the NFL anymore. He ain't got nothing else to do. Y'all got six kids. Remember, you can't let anybody forget that you have six kids. That's the other part that annoys me about Kim. It's like She's like, well, why why, why does my husband and my family and my business, why is that on anybody, anybody's tongue? Well, first of all, it's not on everybody's tongue as nearly as much as you like to pretend it is. And second, you mm-hmm. also put your family on front street every goddamn time. So it's like, it's like um, they they can't help but notice the shit. You know what I mean? Correct. It's like she does. She really does. It's so weird. I'm like, you always mention your family and your husband, but then if someone says you're always mentioning your family and your husband, you get mad. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one Mike? Which one is it? You know what it remind me of? Can remind me of somebody that on that's on Twitter that's always in some shit, and then they mm-hmm. and they say like, "Why y'all always in my business when they always in some shit and putting their business out there on Twitter?" It's like you can't have it both ways, sis. Mm-hmm. Retweet all them shady tweets and then go, "Hey, why'd y'all dig this stuff up about me?" Exactly. Uh, screenshots mm-hmm. live forever. But I they think really also also I don't know why Kim again um I feel Candy was writing this like why Kim was getting so aggressive with her and I, and and she asked Candy for, don't ask nobody for their honest opinion and then they be honest and and Candy wasn't even being disrespectful in my opinion don't ask for somebody honest opinion and then when they give it to you then be mad at their honest opinion like you could have just saved the shit mm-hmm. you want to have me- I'm like why do you- oh go ahead oh, no go ahead. I'm like you want to have this meeting and clear the air. Y'all ain't talked in years since y'all fell out over talking for the party. But then when you ask her her honest opinion, and and God bless Candy. Like usually Candy really dry, and she still was. But again, like she wasn't being disrespectful in my opinion. And then Kim just flew off the fucking deep end. Right. Uh huh. Because she got super defensive for no reason. For no. And just like reason. and just like Veronica Vega and the passes she got, Candy sure did give her a lot of racial passes. Passes on her. I don't see color shit. And, uh, and Nene pulling the race card. I'm like, no, she ain't pulling a race card. I'm like, you sure are giving her a whole lot of passes on this. I don't see color shit. I'm like, see, mm-mm. 
No, no, no. I watch any any person who says, I don't see color. You fucking lying. You lying. Exactly. Um, also speaking of speaking of candy though, I also want to say because we we uh because we we um like two weeks in catching up on shit. Um listen. So we know Portia left like three weeks ago or whatever from the triple two episodes ago because we were off last week and stuff. And I under I'm not saying I'm on Portia's side, and I think we talked about this before we left. I'm not saying I'm on Portia's side, but I understand about it at this point. And when Mama Joyce came this episode and talked to Candy, I kind of agree with Mama Joyce. I I, I get it that, Por- that Portia is full of shit because she did know that Phaedra was on some bullshit, or at least she should have known she just had tried to have a threesome with Todd, with Todd and Candy. But I feel like and I'm not giving Portia fast, but I feel like because Phaedra's not on the show, the anger that can the the anger that Candy has that she mostly I that she mostly should have at Phaedra, she's taken out on Portia. Not that Portia don't deserve it, but it's like Phaedra was the orchestrator. She she's the big bad bitch. She the she the boss. She the final boss. And Candy can't beat the final boss, so she's taking it out on the the mini boss that you fight before you get to the final boss. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. That I no, I totally understand what you're saying because this has always been my stance on that. It, it's it's really interesting that Candy is surprised that Portia would believe Phaedra, considering how close how Phaedra she? and Candy was. <laughs> and I'm like, the thing about it is, it's like when she was saying, "I heard," I'm like, who else would she have heard this from except Phaedra? That's why the fuck she believed it. Because Not saying she that she should have. Right, and she it's like have, shouldn't have, but the girl does. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and it's like, mm, I'm like, that's why it got a first pass because of who it came from. So if this is somebody who's been your ride or die friend, quote unquote, for years, and she tell you this, why wouldn't at first pass you believe her? So why y'all? Wait a minute, of all the stuff that Phaedra said to Candy about other people, she believed that shit too. So why is Candy acting all brand new? I don't think she had them brand new per se. Like she has every right to like never fuck with Portia like that again. Cause, cause oh, yeah, she, like, does. she she had that right and again. Like for, at the very least, Portia should have known something was awry because again, she did try to have a threesome with Candy and Todd. You don't go to having a trying to have a threesome with Candy and Todd and they say, nah, we good, but we still, you know, no thanks, but we still cool or whatever. Then all of a sudden you believe in somebody that's saying, oh, that same person that you tried to have a threesome with is going to rape and drug you. Like that's a, re- that's a big stretch for Portia sure. to try to believe. So again, like I, I understand and I completely agree with, with Candy in the sense of until Portia fully takes ownership of her part in it we can't necessarily move forward i'm you know i'm gonna keep be cordial and keep the peace but i can't really truly fuck with her anymore because she won't completely take ownership of her part in it but that's the key thing her part the real big bad bitch in orchestrating the shit is phaedra because she knew portia was done and she took advantage Mm -hmm. of portia and candy's kind of rocky relationship at the time that's what i'm and that portia Portia's so gullible and there you go so that's why I was like, I understand where Mama Joyce was coming from because Mama Joyce basically was like, look, Portia, be mad at Portia for her part. Absolutely. But the mastermind of it is Phaedra. And so since Phaedra not here, exactly. you can't take it out on Phaedra, which you rightfully should, you taking out, taking mm-hmm. it out on Portia, which 
valid. Take 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 it out on her for her part, but not the whole thing because the mastermind of the shit was Phaedra. And right. I feel like that's because I mean she's done her apologies. She's done her apologies, but she hasn't really been like, hey, you know, this is I my part up. in it. Like basically, about. right. Right, and that's all she had to do say, I fucked up. Right, and that's what Nene was telling her, like, you have apologized and, again, it was mostly Phaedra's doing, but you still haven't completely, truly said, I'm, like, the same thing with with Dr. Uh, Dr. Dr. Greg, it's, I'm sorry, but. Now, ain't no but, ain't no but portion. It's just, you yeah. sorry, and you fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, and I think that's what Candy uh, is like, look, say I'm sorry and own your part in it. Don't say I'm sorry, yeah. but because I know, yeah. I know Phaedra was the, the big bad bitch, but you were a smaller, smaller bitch and participate in that shit. So just own that part of it, and then we can move forward. But until Portia finds the peace in herself to accept that and then apologize that way, it's always going to be a rocky thing with her and all uh, Candy and the other people around shit. In which Candy even said, "Don't make it no better," because they trying to fight Candy's battles and Candy just trying to. Be like, and, girl, it, and don't girl. have nothing to do with them. I'm like, this right. don't have nothing to do with you. And, and I'm like, not saying you can't be disappointed in Portia and be mad at Portia because yeah. that's it's again, it's valid, but you can't force the shit y'all selves and y'all can't keep bringing the shit up and ostracizing the girl, especially when Candy ain't ostracizing the girl. Exactly. And she's not asking y'all to either. She's not saying, oh, if she come, I'm not going to be there. She'd be like, okay, I'm going to be there. And she doesn't really acknowledge her, nor should she. Because a lot of Portia's apologies are, I'm sorry, I believe the lie. I'm like, Here's the thing. You don't have to be sorry you believed in something. You need to be sorry about the fact that you broadcasted it on national television. There you go. There you go. It's like, sit, that's, like, that's what you should be apologizing for. Not yeah. apologizing that you believed Phaedra. I'm like, I don't need you to apologize to me for that. Right. I'm sorry you be- I'm sorry you believed it too. Right. And especially since it's a lie on me. <laughs> you know? But, right. And it's a right. lie. It's like, wow. It's like, right. child. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what it is. Like Candy just want her to own her part in it. Not saying she was the sole, you know, instigator. Because again, we know what that's Phaedra. Like she's the wicked witch of the west. But you, you should have known better, and you had receipts that you known better. So own that and say I fucked up instead of saying I fucked up. But oh, no, I ain't no but. Just say yeah. you fucked up, and then we can move forward. But until you, if you keep saying I fucked up, but we ain't never mm-hmm. gonna be cool. And especially with everybody around us instigating the shit, it's never gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so. <sighs> mm. So speaking of, so Nini. Uh, <laughs> mm, oh boy. Mm, you know what? Um. So speaking of, I'm Ooh. sorry. But, speaking of, mm. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Lord. So Nini. Uh, mm. Nene went full Carl Thomas about her situation about when she, because we covered this like way when we first started recording because it, it came out then, but you know, with the taping of the show and whatever. So we finally saw mm-hmm. Nene reacting to being dropped from the tour for her comments about I'm going, when she had that heckler and saying, telling that heckler yeah. that um, I hope you get raped and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, mm, what are y'all thoughts? Because I, mm, mm, Nene and as much and I since day one since Atlanta started I've always been a Nene fan I am still a Nene fan Nene ain't no comedian and she ain't ready for that kind of stage because as big as her mouth is as much vibrato as she has she's extremely sensitive and you're not ready for that 
And I think she needs a lot more small clubs. She she needs a lot more before she gets to this. And for you to say that, even with the person coming before you saying kill yourself, it's like, girl, I feel like you've heard worse or had someone get in your face closer than someone yelling from to you from off the stage. You should be a lot stronger than that. And she really isn't. So I get why they dropped her, but it was like, that was your first thought. Like, that's your first thought to say. I'm like, but when, when you mad, shit just come out your mouth. I get that. Nene but, is not funny. She's shady. And it's a difference. Shady but that's what I said. She's not a comedian. Shady can't like, be funny, but the two aren't mutually exclusive. And correct. because you are shady in the confessionals on your reality TV show, that's edited and cut and paste and, and all this other stuff to make you appear more funny than what you actually are doesn't mean you need to start doing stand-up comedian type stuff Be a stand-up i don't comedian even know how that got started it's, it's a job it's work mm-hmm. stand-up comedians mm-hmm. spend months and years putting sets and shows together and they even bomb them so you feeling like you can dip your toe in the pond because you a little bit funny on housewives of atlanta it i didn't understand it to begin with i'm not mm-hmm. saying that you shouldn't uh attempt to do things that you are passionate about but i agree with you stuff she needed to start small she needed to do grassroots comedy Mm. circuits small clubs and really get prepared for how big audiences can be because heckling is a part of comedy and it it always has been you don't handle a heckler by saying i hope an uber driver rapes you that shit was trash. And it will always be one of Nene's greatest trash moments. Not mm-hmm. greatest, but one of her biggest trash moments is what I meant to say. It will always be something that will make you cringe. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of glad that there were repercussions for that action. I would have felt the way if Nene would have walked away from that situation scot-free. However, yeah. if ladies escape with a three instead of an E now, if you... <laughs> If you motherfuckers were going to vote to kick Nene off that tour, there is no fucking way you should have brought R. Kelly out for some of your shows. No. Can we, um, hello? Fucking (laughs) way you are advocating against rape while letting a very well-known womanizer, abuser, uh, statutory rapist whatever the fuck perform with y'all it's bullshit i I didn't get that whole dynamic i'm like wait a minute y'all kicked nene off and brought on r kelly like trying to be funny but r kelly came along way after escape stint like if they if they were gonna bring people on the tour with them aside from tiny's daughters i need because i understand nepotism and when it's there it's Mm -hmm. there you take advantage of it but if they were going to do that, they should have tried to find people who were hot when they were hot. Exactly. R. Kelly wasn't a real big name when they were in, in that super, super early 90s when they appeared or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't get that at all. It's like, what? Of all people, y'all could have brought an up and coming R&B artist to perform with y'all. R. Kelly, y'all didn't see the Jay-Z tour? That may not be the best look for you. I want to, uh, and just in, in in closing this off, I just want to say, Kim, I'll beat your ass. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't see color. I'm Punch. Not, I, bitch, I will beat the color blindness right about you. Bitch, you're colorblind, you're going to see red after I lump your nose. <laughs> I'm very fucking sick of that racist bullshit. And you know what the fuck you be doing? All that thinly veiled racism and you motherfuckers talking about, I don't see kids. And gaslighting. See she be gaslighting me every, every time. It's racist. I mean, I'm just saying, bitch, you knew there was no motherfucking roaches and your little, your little pissant daughter knew that shit too. You did mm. that because, like Jeremy said, that is a trope associated with poor black people. Exactly. Exactly. Kim may look dumb, but she ain't that damn dumb. She not. She but know I what she's saying. I keep you dumb. <laughs> well, um, uh, Candace um, has an appointment, um, and we're not going to keep her. Um, but well, we, uh, we go, listen, we got to touch on Housewives of Atlanta. Jeremy, I know you would do a very good job with Dragon Sky. Uh, but we got to, before I run up out of here, we got to talk about uh, not Housewives of Atlanta. Love yep. Hip-Hop yep. Hip Atlanta, yes. Um, let me say this. I'm underwhelmed by Erica Mena being back on Love and Hip Hop. Why the um, fuck is she there? <laughs> I believe that Erica Mena is uh, trying to uh, pick up some of the Cardi B wave and mm. I want to let her know that it's not going to work for you beloved No, you <laughs> you pretty much nailed your coffin shut um, with the fans of love and hip hop when you left and, and made that tweet about how mark my words people on love and hip hop just desperate for the money remember I tweeted this you were uh-huh. a bad baby and clearly desperate for money and you rubbing old jazzy face stomach. He look like a fat black Buddha. Um, <laughs> you have got me fucked up. I, listen, I think Erica is a really, really pretty girl. I don't take that from her. But her level of crazy um, is not comparable to Cardi overall. Overall, Cardi B has a really sweet spirit. But yeah. she, mm-hmm. She's sassy. She don't take no shit. Erica Mena, from what I've seen repeatedly over on, on the internet, on Love and Hip Hop when she was on New York, even now, she's just mean and loud. And um, I'm not impressed. Mm. I, and she's not talented. Because if you go back to when she was trying to sing Where Do We Go From Here, the bitch was sounding like a cat giving birth. And the shit was just terrible. She don't have discernible talent. She, she tried to sing Where Do We Go From Here and the answer is to hell. She can't sing. <laughs> she can't rap. She's pretty. That's it. She's pretty. She's she's a pretty woman. That's it. That's all I got for her. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think being back on Love and Hip Hop is going to yield you the results that you are truly looking for, but good the hell luck. Mm-hmm. And that is courtesy of our good friend, our third host, Curtis. We miss you. We are planning to have him on next week. But uh, yeah, good the hell luck, Erica Mena. But you're gonna, it's not gonna work out for you. You're right. annoying already. You right. at Estelita business with Stevie, and Stevie is still as trash as the fuck he wants to be, and he's never going to change. And Estelita uh, is as stiff as a board. Uh, the bitch remind me of that chant from the craft: "Stiff as a board, light as a feather." That bitch was <laughs> moving. That bitch was moving like she had arthritis in her hips. I am so sick of Stevie finding these Latino women who are trash. Uh, he definitely has a type. He really does. Talent-wise. He really, really does. always trash. Like, there are Amara 
la negras in the world and you are out here trying to turn estelitas and jocelyn's into into stars i don't know i don't fucking understand i don't get it that bitch could not dance i was so disappointed listen listen cardi could move better than her well Let cardi me. used to strip so we know she could bounce that ass i'm not really i mean not cardi oh uh, cardi that's what i mean cardi. oh ca- ooh. oh yeah ooh. i can see that I was very confused by that performance. I was like, what's going on? Is this her first performance? What's going on on the stage? Imagine like, having a manager and you have to book your own shows. Right. I'm like... Hey, relate. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and get out. You about first to of all, Sean right? Garrett looks like uh, Lord. a Goomba from Mario World. <laughs> If you take if you take nothing else from this podcast, take that with you. Sean <laughs> looks like a Goomba. You get on and, my nerves so bad. Oh, do I? Do I? Really? I, and I mean that shit. He is fucking ugly. And Young Jock is fucking ugly. And I didn't remember if he was in a... Did we see Scrappy in the credits? Uh, no. He, oh. uh, as a matter of fact, real quick, when I was coming home from work yesterday, he was actually on the radio... And he said that he is not going to be on this season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And he he was like, you know, no shade to everybody else, good luck, but I'm not gonna be on there this season. What? He's not gonna. Wait, be is on Mama D not gonna be on there either? Oh, probably Mama D will be on there, maybe. Probably. But you know, Scrappy okay. just eloped. He eloped with Bambi after Miami film, so that mm-hmm. that it would have been interesting. They. He knew what to do. He didn't want his shit busted wide open. That's all that was. Exactly. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk Baby Doodle Frost. Cool. Fuck him. Fuck him. Kirk Turd Frost. <laughs> Turd is being nice. This is Candace being nice. Kirk Fecal Matter Frost. Listen, I'm, before you get out of here, I'm going to shut up and let you have this last read before you have to leave, friend. Go ahead. You ugly... Black, broke, busted, disgusted, retarded, speech slurring, wobbly eyed motherfucker. You sat in your wife's face all last season and denied fucking that girl, denied that fucking baby, and that baby is the fuck yours. Which we knew. We fucking knew. But the fact that you sat on national fucking TV and continuously repeatedly embarrassed your wife and your kids and the rest of your family when you knew you was having an affair with that woman. I ain't gonna disrespect Jasmine. We'll call her Jasmine with that woman just to turn out that that baby is the fuck yours. You called that woman all kind of sluts, hoes, cheap tricks, chicks, this and that. And that was your, that is your fucking son. Niggas like you deserve to die. I'm just, I, you deserve to die. Your kid's better off without because you you have way too many sons for this to for you to be their example in life. You are the example that your kids see, and I'm in fucking embarrassed for you. The clips of you lying about cheating on your wife and then admitting that the baby is yours are going to follow your kids for the rest of their lives. They can go to Google and see you being a piece of shit. Go get right on YouTube. I really wish that Rashida Mama had ran you over on that motorcycle that one day. <laughs> 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 uh, oh my God. Something, 
sat deep in my spirit when he was like, yeah, I'm the baby mine. The baby yours? You swore up and down you fucked her once with a condom. You even tried to say it with Jock, baby. Uh-huh. You know... Stay up here. May you rotten shit. May you rest in hell. May you mm. never get another peaceful night's rest again in your old, ugly fucking life. Nobody <laughs> deserves that. Nobody, man or woman, nobody deserves to be treated how you have treated Rashida. That shit is wild to me. Rashida, um, stab him. And the Dead. great, great friend, stab him. Stab that man. Stab him. Rusty stab knife. Him. And then say he fell on a piece of broken glass. Stab him. <laughs> Right. Say he hit his head on the toilet one day. I don't know. Kill that nigga. <laughs> this is it's Nick. Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. It's niggas like Kurt Frost is why I advocate for stabbing. Shout out to our friend um, XDJ and the XD podcast who started this movement. But stab him. Stab him, please. Somebody, please mm. stab him. And stab Scott. Stab Scott too. Take her with you. Oh, I, I get the hook. I get the hook. Trust me. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can't wait to listen back to this because I do feel like I just adequately dragged her. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm yes. Proud. It was delicious. I'm feeling the glory. I can't Y'all wait to hear this back and listen again. You are doing amazing, friend. Um, I love you guys. I am glad we are back. Atlanta <laughs> looks like it's going to be amazing. Uh, When we come back next week, Maybe we'll discuss a uh, marriage marriage boot camp after mm. catch up with Chrissy and Jim Jones. Uh, it's good to be back. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, oh, also before we go, I read that the Housewives of Atlanta reunion is going to be full of bombs. They are saying that Kenya is going to announce her pregnancy. Oh boy! And Theater. yeah. Yeah, she did. It will be Broadway theater. She she went on and she got them old eggs scrambling. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I will see you guys next week. I love every, I love most black people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even finish. The rest of y'all some niggas. <laughs> Send your nigger book to Candace. Like, oh, here's your nigger book, and let me tell you about this word. Correct. Uh, I will see you next week, same time, same place. Thank you, Steph. I adore you, and I adore you too, love. Uh, we will talk later. Okay, my nigga. Alrighty. Oh yes, so it's just me and Steph. Um, we won't be long. But um, I knew, uh, Candace had an appointment, and you know we kind of ran on along a little bit. Uh, but it, it's fine. We'll uh, we we took the week off, so y'all niggas gonna get all close to a two hour show. It's fine. Y'all be all right. Yeah, uh, sure. Y'all be all right. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I I think that listen. Let me tell you something. I listen. Kirk. Kirk has to die. Like he just has to die. Like Candace read him, and I won't add too much more. But he just has to die. Like stat Kirk Frost must die, okay? And I, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Uh, but also speaking of Atlanta, Atlanta is looking to be interesting. Um, Mimi has another girlfriend, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I heard about that a couple months ago. I'm like, oh, she plays basketball. Okay. Right. She plays um I think she plays for the um <laughs> the team here, the Atlanta Dream, which uh yeah. which, which which is no shade because the Dream is actually the best sports team in Atlanta. So I mm. I, I Oh wow. I cry every time. But anyway, um oh <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I just who uh Mimi <sighs> I just want me need to get to a point where it's like it, it, it's not them, it's you. Just like take a moment, take a take a while to just like find you, because you still got PTSD from still dealing with Stevie and being terrorized by Stevie and Jocelyn. It's like just just work on you. Just be just be cool with you. Like take some time. I just, to find you. I just want her to get her boobs fixed because I'm tired of them. You know they. I am. I am offended. You know, they kind of look, they don't look as bad. They look like they finally have settled a little bit. They didn't look as bad. Like, instead of like now, instead of, instead of them being hard as, as iron, like last season, I think they're hard as, <laughs> they're hard as a, as, as, a, as a kitchen counter. You know, like it's like it's levels. Like they kind of <laughs> like you know how water seeks, seeks its own level. Like they kind of have settled in. Like they don't look mm. as, they, they didn't look as bad. Or maybe mm. you know maybe it was the lighting, you know maybe it was the, but they didn't look as bad as last season. So maybe, but I just want Mimi to just lo- learn to like be alone because everything always ends in disaster in disaster for whoever Mimi dates. And I just just it really is just work on you. It's like scorched earth after every ex, right? And it's like it's, it's like Mimi is crazy, and it seems like <laughs> like she, really? she she crazy, and it seems like it seems like it's gonna be drama with Chris coming back. And that whole mm-hmm. dynamic, and it's just like it's it, it ain't them, it's you, Mimi. You're crazy. You're just crazy. It, it really is. It's like I, girl, I just want I want her to find real love. I don't know about this new lady. She probably is good for her. I don't, don't know, but Mimi need to get the fuck out of her own way. Like she is tiresome. Like, I'm like, ugh. it seems like the girl. It seems like the girl is good for Mimi, but Mimi ain't good for her, which is always the case because Mimi crazy. Right. I'm like, you're like, oh, I'm so crazy. I can't take dick no more, so I'm going to be with these ladies. But then your lady is no longer, you know, she doesn't identify as a lady. So I don't know if that fucked you up. Maybe that's what it was. Now you're dealing with, and, you and, know, and the basketball player who seems to be good. Even, she didn't even respect that shit. She was just misgendering Chris all kind of goddamn way. Right. I'm like, but she it was like, what are you doing? He said he is a woman. What are we doing? <laughs> right. It's like, so you want people to respect your sexuality and your bisexuality and whatever, which which they should, but you can't respect Chris and saying that he identifies as he and, and, and wants to be identified and respected as such. It's like, um, Mimi, that's not how this works, girl. It's not. It's Uchiwala like, or, or one mic, yes or no? Right. It's like, pick one, baby, because I... I Speaking of mess, um, get Carly Red the fuck out of my goddamn TV screen. Child, if the y'all first, get her old ass. The first motherfucking episode, you start some shit with Esther Lita. The first goddamn episode. And of course, the first bit of mess would be with your old messy ass. G- Carly, girl, fuck you. It's like, what are we doing? You, oh, I got words. I just had something to say. No, you could have keep it. Keep it. I, I don't need to hear it. Interesting. Well, girl, you ain't that damn interesting unless you be a messer. So shut the fuck up. Right. So the we'll can see. Can you say you'll inspect the gadget shit and not share your opinion? Stay on inspect the gadget, okay? When them got down, that damn that goddamn fix a flat ass. 
And this is not <laughs> and this is not mocking this is not mock, mocking plastic surgery. This is mocking Carly. Mm. But we shall see. Atlanta looks like it's gonna be a hot ass mess, and I can't wait for the rest of the season. But we're gonna get up out of here, but not before we touch on Black Ink Crew. Um so I don't have much. Um uh it good good the hell look with um with oh shit and Nikki with that damn baby because uh, it looking like <laughs> it, it looking like yeah it is a baby but that ain't, it, it ain't looking like it's oh shit baby so good good the hell look oh shit good good the hell look everybody um Melody met her father which was nice and that then the third um fucking sky <sighs> well I get to that fucking seas um. I, see, C's, C's don't know if he want to be a good human being or not. Like, it, it, on the one hand, it seems like he want to be a good father, but then he not listening to his baby, his uh, to, to his baby mother, and promising his daughter one thing and then doing the opposite. Then it seems like he want to do right by Kitty and then do right by Kitty and repair a relationship, but then you end up tricking off and and fucking with somebody else. And then, then mad at Kitty that she mad. It's like, see, you don't know whether you you don't know whether you want to stop or go. Just like with your ugly ass, that nigga look like a fucking milk dude. And I, I, <laughs> I just want to understand. But Sky Girl, go to hell. Um, you up here talking about you don't understand where this is coming from with Genesis, the nigga, because you still acting like you still acting in the words of Genesis, motherfuckers ain't being real. The T you. Raised them children and then gave them up for adoption. And then, like Genesis said, went on to have a fabulous life and um this down and this down the third on black ink, getting getting all the surgery and done and shit and just living your best life. And you could have called those boys. You could have been in contact with those boys. Mm-hmm. And fuck and fuck C's for like for, for trying to play the fence and like talking about what Genesis is saying, it's like I understand where he coming from, but I don't believe him because I because I know that's it's not true about Sky. Sees fuck you. Cause you just listen to that boy pour his heart out and then talking about you don't believe him. Like you could have just stayed your your little head ass on. Boy, fuck you. But Sky is truly trash and she will consistently get the truly trash award. Also, for listen. Damn that everybody in that shop don't fuck with everybody or fuck everybody, and especially C's. Like, C's is like disease community dick at this point. Ain't nowhere in hell. You ain't nowhere in hell, Sky. Listen, let me tell you something. I thoroughly believe that Sky was about to, I mean, that Kitty was about to put hands and feet on fucking Sky for several reasons. One, because of that shit she pulled on Young Bay, which still fuck her. Young Bay better than me, because ain't nowhere in hell I forget Sky. And then two, who the fuck. If who the f- how you wh- huh what how what how you calling Kitty all kinds of thoughts and this that and the third and you fuck C's girl like the fuck who, what 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 was it I don't understand tell what I don't understand you trashing relationships you trash with your kids you trash and money goddamn business like you can tell Sky is a miserable person. And that's why she takes everything out on everybody else because of her guilt of the bullshit that she does eats at her inside. And she'll never admit to the shit. But when a motherfucker is just vile and malicious like that and just just takes it out on everybody, that's because they miserable inside and they boxing with the demons <laughs> and shit. 
So, Sky, girl, fuck you. Fuck everything you stand for. Um, And it's really disgusting that she is lying and taking advantage of her, her son's pain for for for, for a story, basically. Because uh, you take the storyline away about her children. Sky ain't on Black Ink. Sky don't have a check. Sky ain't got money. So she needs... <laughs> She needs the storyline, but it's sick, sick. And I don't think Genesis will ever forgive her, really. And to be perfectly fucking honest, I think he'll have a much better life without Sky. Because I can't imagine, I can't imagine my parent not being in contact with me for 15 years when they raised me for six, then gave me up for Mm -hmm. adoption, and then going on to live this fabulous life, and then talking about, well, I... I just, I just want, I just love my son. I just want my son. Girl, fuck you. Where were, where were you 15 years ago? Like, I, I don't understand this need to keep toxic people in your life. You don't. It's okay to cut toxic people loose. That includes your parents, especially when your parent gave up on you. It's like, that's okay. You don't have to be here. It's like, you don't. It's like, just cut their asses out. I feel like, it's not like you care. Something like you care. You don't give, you don't, care. it's okay. No one's going to burn you at the stake. You don't care about your son. Right. You I don't think, care. This is for a check. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I think Genesis, I think Genesis honestly is okay with Sky being Sky not caring about him. It's just the fact that she acts like she does. Mm. I think that's what make I think I think that's what makes him mad more than her not being there. It's just like she's putting on and acting like she gave a fuck when I know full and goddamn where she don't because she raised me and then gave me and and my and my brother for adoption, like you know, it's the the lies, the lies. <laughs> I think that that's Genesis' frustration with shit. It's just the lies, <laughs> the lies, the lies. Yeah, but yeah, Sky Girl, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's it. Um, I think. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's it. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, again, let the people know where they can find you and find your podcast and all that good stuff. Okay, thank you so much for having me. I love getting ratchet with you and Candice. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and hopefully soon, iHeartRadio. And there it is. And you can find her podcast on Twitter at Mocha Minutes, like she said, and interact with her and support uh, Black Podcast and the Underdog Podcast. And, you know, and 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 all that is, it's no shade to like the, the more well known podcast. It's no shade at all. It's just, you know, it takes a village and there are most, so many voices out there and so many unique perspectives. And, you know, and you don't have to be a fan of everything, uh, but, you know, just explore your options, explore, give different things to try and you might find you a new favorite that's why you know everybody uses the hashtag pardon or underdog podcast or black podcast you know just search that and get you know those different pers- black perspectives because again we room for everybody black with terms and conditions mm-hmm. oh because <laughs> let me tell you something not all, all skin these, folk ain't kin- all skin folk ain't kin- folk not all not all these black lives matter below oh <laughs> But thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we will have Curtis back next week. Uh, we know this has been a kind of a lengthy one, but we was out two weeks. And so, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all niggas be all right. Y'all niggas be all right. Um, but again, we love y'all. Peace and govern your wigs accordingly.